does that, right? Before you take a job, before you do anything, you have your ducks in a row so that you can make sure your family's taken care of. These people are crazy. They just, I have one. <laughs> Thank you. They just got up and did whatever God told them to do with no second, no second thoughts. No, what about me? What about? And you know, if any of you have been to their house now, I could stand and tell you that where this church is now, where they live now, it's only because of what they gave for us. What Jesus gave for them was so valuable to them that they just chose to do it. And so I want to tell you a few lessons, okay? A few basics, especially if this is like your first time with us in this weird, crazy service. Um, I want to tell you a few things before we go. Um, in 3 John 2, it says, I wish, brethren, that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Now, that seems like a simple Bible verse, right? But you see, they weren't prospering on the outside, but they sure were on the inside. And they've been the same, just like Jesus is, yesterday, today, and forever. So that's a lesson from mom and dad. You prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. Prosper that first. Secondly, we've already said it today, but the spiritual determines the natural, good or bad. When you look at mom and dad, when you look at me, <laughs> and you think, or Pastor Dave, and you think that we're crazy, we are. It's good. Uh, the spiritual determines the natural, good or bad. And so you may not see it yet in your life, but if you'll do the spiritual right first, it'll take care of the rest. Another lesson from mom and dad is the story of gray tape. It's a very, very important lesson. And you will probably hear him tell it lots more times. You've got to learn the language of silence unless you're going to learn the language of faith. Gray tape gets put over your mouth so you will just shut up. <laughs> shut up. But one thing that we've made very, very clear in youth ministry here, because I didn't want to teach them things they can't do. I'm not preaching against things. I'm preaching for Jesus. And so in youth ministry, we've learned Proverbs 18:21, that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they, they sing it, right? Death and life are in the power of the tongue, Proverbs 18:21. Anyway, it's what they, they just sing it. That's our rule in youth ministry. If you can't say it for Jesus, then you shouldn't say it. And if you can't say it about your life for Jesus, then you shouldn't say it. And so many of you life is being moved around right now and it's just like really cool to watch it's uh like god doing a a puzzle and i i'm watching each of you move in different directions and him do things in your lives and i've got to tell you it's just so cool so it may be uncomfortable for you right now it's okay it's fine we're enjoying it okay <laughs> so i need for you to turn with me to first corinthians 4 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 14. This is 
Paul giving some corrections to the church. And I can say that, man, without mom and dad, where would the rest of us be? You know, the times that they're like, get it together. I'm so grateful for those times. So 1 Corinthians 4.14 says, I'm not writing these things to shame you, but to warn you as my beloved children. And each of us can say that they have loved us like that and that they'll continue to do so. Verse 15 says, For even if you had 10,000 others to teach you about Christ, you have one spiritual father. For I became your father in Christ when I preached the good news to you. So I urge you to imitate me. The greatest gift that we can give mom and dad is to do what God called them to do along with them. To be what God called us to be alongside them. So today, as we all, you know, move positions and eat a bunch of cake and all that kind of thing, I just want us to stop and to evaluate our own life in the light of what Jesus gave for us, what the pastors have given for us, and all that he called us to be and to do in this life for him. You are so valuable, and you were worth everything that they gave to get here. And I'm only here because they did the same for me. Praise God. Well, can we stand up together this morning? We're going to, um, I'm going to have the ushers come up with communion. And uh, and we're going to partake of communion together before we kind of close things out today. But again, we appreciate everybody sharing this day with us and staying a little overtime. You know, I've noticed like at football games, everyone's like, woo, overtime. <laughs> well, I'm not, anyway, all right. Uh, so let's go <laughs> We're going to take a few minutes here, and uh, Josh is going to lead us in some worship. Come up and get the elements, and you can make your way back to your seat, uh, but remain standing when you get there, all right? Let's go. I'm forgiven because you were forsaken. You were condemned. I'm alive and well. Your spirit is within me because you died and rose again. Amazing love, how can it be that you, my king? die for me. Amazing love, I know it's true. It's my joy to honor you in all I do. I honor you. I'm forgiven.
king would die for me. Amazing love, I know it's true. That it's my joy to honor you. And in all I do, I honor you. I'm going to read a few verses to us out of Isaiah 53. Then we'll take a minute to examine our own lives. But this is... Uh, prophesying about when Jesus was going to die. And this was written nearly a thousand years before the moment uh, actually happened. But Isaiah saw it so clearly. He said, he was a man. He was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with the deepest grief. We turned our backs on him and looked the other way. He was despised and we did not care. Yet it was our weaknesses he carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins. He was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. All of us, like sheep, have strayed away. We've left God's paths to follow our own. Yet the Lord laid on him the sins of us. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. And so I always, when it's time for communion, I always want to remember what Jesus went through. Realize like, hey, if anyone deserved a beating, it was me. It was not Jesus. (laughs) And it's so unfair that he gets beat and I get healed. He gets murdered and crucified and I get eternal life. There's nothing fair about this at all. But that's the grace of God for all of us today. And so thank you, Jesus, that we're not getting to heaven because we've earned our way there. We're not getting healed because we've just deserved it. No, no, no. It's the grace of God. First Corinthians 11 tells us to examine ourselves before we take communion. And so that's what we're going to do today for just a minute here. I want each of us to examine our lives. We need to thank the Lord, first of all, for the sacrifice he made. But also, if there's anything we need to repent of, anything at all that we need to fix, this is your moment to do business with God for just a minute here. So let's take that, each person examine and judge their own life.
I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this to remember me. So, Jesus, we take this bread today and we recognize that this represents your body. It was broken so we could have healing. It was broken so we could have the peace of God in our lives. And we take this today to remember you and to thank you for it in Jesus' name. And in the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. So, Jesus, we take this juice today and then recognize it represents your blood, a new covenant, a new way, and we thank you for it, Lord. We do not take it lightly. We thank you for the sacrifice and the pain <laughs> that this cost to get us to heaven. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, let's sing Amazing Love one more time, and then we're going to close this thing down today. Amen. Go ahead, Josh. Amazing love, how can it be that you, my king, would die for Let's give the Lord some praise together today. Amen. What a special and wonderful day. We thank you so much. Mom's got something? Very good. Well, we're going to uh, have our reception outside here. And so uh, we want everybody to join us for a few minutes. Um, we'll, we'll, go at, we'll get out there first. That way you can, uh, everybody can get a chance to talk to us. If I stand here, everyone's going to, and I won't ever make, you guys know how that is, right? Sometimes you're waiting at the door for me, and I get there by Tuesday afternoon. So I'm going to try to, <laughs> I'm just going to go out there uh, right away after we close out. We have church tonight. Amen. Six o'clock. I'm going to be preaching on payback. How to get back what the devil tried to steal from you tonight. So you need to be here. And also, I'm just going to get this announcement out there that the last Sunday night of October, we are looking at having a mortgage burning party where we're just going to burn that thing up. Amen. So come on out and uh, we're, it'll work out good. We can celebrate the victory that Harvest Fest is. And, uh, and there's already going to be fire. So let's just throw the mortgage in there while we're at it. Amen. We love fire. All right. Well, let's go ahead and close out in prayer and then Barstow Faith Confession and then cake and punch. All right. Let's do this. 
Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord, for everything that's taken place today and that we got to celebrate this time together as a family. Lord, that's what we are. We're a family, and I thank you for it. Uh, God, I pray that uh, you'll, you'll bless the rest of this day, but we know even bigger than that that the best is yet ahead. Our, our, our future is so bright and wonderful with this church and with this family, Lord, and we thank you and give you the praise for it. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you are. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. All right, let's speak some faith over Barstow. It turns out this stuff works, right? <laughs> all right, let's do it. We declare that Barstow is a blessed city. Our families are blessed. Our schools are blessed. Our churches are blessed. Barstow is healed. Barstow is prospering. Barstow is safe. Barstow is strong. Barstow is surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Barstow is full of love, joy, and peace. Barstow is full of the glory of God. Barstow is coming to Jesus. Barstow is safe. In Jesus' name, amen. All right.